Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triangle Anime and Manga Review Podcast. I'm Logan, and I've never been arrested for criminal trespassing. How's it going, Ozzy? Hi, I'm Ozzy, and uh, I have also not been arrested for criminal criminal trespassing. Uh, I mean, that doesn't mean I've not been part of trespassing, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I'm not dumb enough to get caught. Yeah, I brought that up because somebody got arrested on the sideline. Uh, for, only at a Georgia Tech game. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, it was because it was Pittsburgh. Like, come on, let's be real here. Well, yeah, that area is a little true. Nah, I was. Kidding. It was Atlanta and Pittsburgh meeting, and it was just not great. But yeah, no, I've broken into that stadium before, and nobody ever arrested me. So I don't know what there that guy's go. doing wrong. It must be really easy to break into that place then. Uh, harder than you would think. But. Okay. Fair enough. But yeah, college football. That's going on now. Our life has uh, been consumed by many things now, and uh, football. Uh, real football, as I would call it, uh, yeah. is also on NFL. Yeah. I mean, college football really is just an adaptation of pro football. And you know what else is an adaptation? What is an adaptation? Star Wars Visions. You're right. It is an adaptation. It is. Yeah. Uh, um, it, this is unfortunately not like college football where the adaptation, I think, is a lesser quality. Better. Yeah, lesser quality. Yeah, I knew where you were going with that immediately. Correct. But anyway, um, no, I think this is going to be, part of this is going to be our 2021 summer wrap-up, but we did want to touch on uh, Star Wars Visions came out recently, and we wanted to kind of talk about our general thoughts. We might come back and do a full detailed view later, but for now I just wanted to talk about kind of the views on the anime itself uh, and... uh, how we felt about the stories that were presented. So, Ozzy, I'll let you get started. So. Yeah, so uh, Star Wars Visions. It was uh, something that was hyped up a couple months ago, maybe like three months ago. Um, Disney let us know that they're working with well-known studios, uh, anime studios, um, to produce some original shorts um, that had the Star Wars name attached to them. So... Essentially, just something that where these studios could take f- complete freedom and make their own story, and you know, own design, and you know, they but get tied into the Star Wars uh, universe. Without, yeah, it's, it's without all getting sued. Yeah, no, it, it's all Star Wars so related. They, they can um, use the term Jedi. They can use yeah. lightsabers, and Disney wasn't going to sue them. Yeah, over right. It. They have all the freedom that they want. Uh, I don't think they're allowed to use existing. Um, I think I don't think they were allowed to use like existing like storylines, um, just because I don't think they wanted to attach this as a canon situation. But that was okay because I honestly wanted the anime studios to have free reign to do whatever they wanted. Um, but yeah, it came out like a little over two weeks ago, and I think it was met with like a general consensus of it being absolutely wonderful. Really, um, there were nine episodes. Um, there were six studio, seven studios that got to do it. Um, and two studios got two episodes. I guess they were the special of the two. One of them being uh, Studio Trigger, which yeah, I'm because, not surprised. Because of because course it was. Yeah. You know, Trigger. Um, but yeah, no, we actually sat down and watched watched all of them together uh, last week. Um, each of them were about like 12 to 15 minutes on average. Some of them were a little longer. Most of them were about at least 10 minutes. So you got – it was a little longer than a short – uh, which I usually think of like five minutes, six minutes, but um, it, it it told a good story. Most of them told a good story and actually had action, actually had something that, you know, a climax and then a finishing or maybe not necessarily a resolving ending. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the key takeaway for me is, and we were discussing this actually coming back on 
on a non-anime related topic we discussed this coming back from the Shang-Chi movie watching that as a Marvel creation where we kind of like it more where some of these studios are allowed to create stories that are totally outside of the main storyline because you know in Star Wars it's a big universe Marvel's the same thing and so maybe every now and then we just want to see a story with a character who doesn't have to worry about you know the big you know galactic empire yeah the or, big, or tying the guy, into the big picture yeah right? yeah we just want the martial arts guy to do the martial arts thing and, or you know in this case you know a jedi if they're you know on the run or something to you know just be be doing heroic things for an episode you know because yeah. that can be fun to watch and you don't have to worry about well, where does this fall for Ray or Luke? Or Correct. Yeah, just anybody else. Like, give me yeah. a, like honestly, I, I, that's why I appreciate the movies that they put out uh, within the last couple of years that were not tied to the original trilogy or the new trilogies, like Rogue One or even like um, the Mandalorian and the stories like that that were offshoots that had nothing to do with the main story but still tied into this lore. I appreciated. And they were done well. And this is a continuation of that where I think Disney put all their effort with these studios to make a good quality product. And out of all nine of them, you know, obviously there were some I enjoyed more, but I enjoyed all of them, really. I mean, I, I, when I finished them all, I felt like, you know, I, that these anime studios did a good job of being able to put their own twist on the lore and then also make an original story. Um, because there were some that were a little out of left field and I kind of like that because I know that Star Wars Star Wars would never do anything like that like the actual Lucasfilm franchise would never do anything like that and that's why I'm glad that some of these studios got free reign because like when I think of one there was literally one where it was kind of like a musical even though there was it wasn't a musical it was just about a young Padawan who essentially ran away from the Jedi after they were being hunted down and became a singer and the studio who did this was Studio Colorado Colorado, yes. Um, they're actually coming out with something soon that I think people are excited for. Uh, oh, they're coming out with some kind of Pokemon stuff, too. Yeah, they're doing um, the new generation of yeah. Pokemon that's got a lot of Sakuga in it. I think, um, yeah, I mean, let me go ahead and ask you, what were your favorite of the stories? Because yeah. I, think, I think, so for me, I'll go ahead and get mine out of the way. Uh, my favorite was Duel, which was great because I... I love the way that they kind of set this up like you would set up a music album. They start you off with a banger, then it kind of gets some low notes, and then like in the middle they kind of hit you with a few more really good catchy songs. Well, it's true. Like I like I like that's a good way to, to put it to put it because I think they started off with one of the more anime-looking ones. Like they threw you right oh, into anime. Like, there were some of these where they just kind of look cartoony. Like normal anime, nothing like too traditional, but the first one, the duel, was very like drawn in a very like, I guess, like almost um, like very rough manga kind of look to it. And this one was done by um, the name of the studio is Kamikaze Doga. I don't uh, know much guy about them. Who did, uh, same group that did Afro Samurai. So okay, so very, that that same visual then. Okay. Yeah, which is also yeah, you can see from the female character they got some of that. And what was so cool about that one was uh, the way they kept things dark, but they emphasized the colors of the lightsabers, of the beams, of the explosions. It's very well done, and then the fights were cool because they didn't go down your typical oh these are Jedi's. No, they actually started off with a battle between what seemed two Siths. 
yeah so that was unique to it well don't Um, yeah i mean we probably shouldn't anyway it was fine but yeah i think i like the fact that um i like the fact that the story is very simple it's nothing too complicated in fact it's something you would see in a standard kind of anime where it's like this village is under attack really bad guys are coming for it and there happens to be this warrior who's there and He's not even necessarily there to help the village, but he's just there. He's just there, right? And he takes care of business. And I think that's, it's like really simplistic and easy, and the animation was great, and the fights were great. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I, uh, I also love that they actually put strategy into the fights, which is something I really appreciate. Well, yeah, a that's lot the thing. Like, because they had a short amount of time, and I think this is why um, this is a pot. A, a, a bonus with being able to make something short is that you get to actually dedicate a lot of your resources to your fights, which a lot of animes do, but then the rest of filler cannot be done as well or, you know, can be done subpar versus the fights. But because these guys had only like 10 to 15 minutes, you know, the entire time it was animated beautifully, it was done smoothly, the fights, every single second was seemed like it was done with intent on what it led to. Um... And yeah, all the fights, like like when you were mentioning fights, um, there's one that was done by Studio Trigger, The Elder, where yeah, the was, fight uh, was like super other, basic, one my, like one very simple, like yeah. almost just like one or two passes like, but it still felt like, like heavy, it still felt suspenseful. Um, well, and it was very counter what we usually see out of Studio Trigger. Well, it's very... Are, oh, that's Their first part, one, the twins... Is much more yes. just over the top, insane That's straight studio action, super where, inspired by like you know huge battles and explosions and like as much if, lights and colors as you could possibly yeah, fit into if, one animation. If you've seen the trailer, it's the one where the girl grows six arms and starts shooting out laser whips, and you're like, "What is this?" Insanity? But like that's anime, like that's, that that's, is very anime, and it's very right, studio. Yeah, trigger. right. So like, I love that they didn't shy away from trying to scare people off and saying, "Hey, we don't want people to be turned off." No, we want to show them what anime is with a Star Wars twist, right? Yeah, and but uh, as Going back to the Elder, though, I mean, I th- I think they hit the wide range because that one was obviously showing you this is what animation can do, and then the Elder was more like this is what a good storytelling, storytelling and do, right? what well thought out fights. Yeah, can and do. even in yeah. I think that one one that one was one that was a little longer, um, maybe like fifteen minutes, but even that one told a good story. It left you on the edge of your seat and made you want to continue watching it, even though we don't get more of it. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of them left you like that. Like my Probably my favorite one is, uh, I think one of the last ones is called Lop and Ocho. That one was absolutely out of left field with ah, the visuals. Interesting. Uh, I, I thought you would like the uh, Ninth Jedi more. But... That one's also good, but I thought that one was more like straight to the point with like Star Wars. Like That one wasn't as... I, I like the ones that had Star Wars influence, but were more anime it like heavy on the anime influence and i think that was the other way around with the ninth Jedi. I, I see what that was definitely seems like it would be something a storyline that you would see in like a star wars like universe. video game yeah, universe, yeah right? something um but now this this one called lop and ocho was very uniquely done it was done by gino studio which i don't think they have uh, yes they have like very little very very little i looked them up and apparently their more recent one is anime i think television series is what they call it it's called pet um i think i've heard of it but well i think are they one are they the group that also did made in abyss i forget or is that the one who did the village i don't remember no i don't think they didn't it doesn't come up when i look them up but that one was very unique 
Um, it was a very traditional story, though. Um, I will say that it is a basically, you know, a family that, you know, has its issues and they have to confront them. Um, and it felt very like a huge homage to what Star Wars is, um, where it has that internal conflict of families. When you're talking about the Skywalkers, um, whether that's Anakin and his family or, you know, even the more recent ones like um, Kylo Ren and his family. Um, but it was done in a weird way. Um, and I liked it. And, you know, the fights were very good and the fights were very, um, what's it called? It had a lot of Japanese influence, even with the settings and the sword fights and the, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the characters themselves, the way they were built yeah. and drawn. Hmm. So that was probably my favorite just because it was so different and yet still felt Star Wars to me. Yeah, I mean, and I will say from a story standpoint, if you're more into Star Wars, I... I think there's a lot more to poke holes in, obviously, with these stories. Because yeah. I think, like, even us with Lapanocho, we were like, oh, how does a certain character just know how to use the Force all of a sudden? Yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah you, but, have, you have things like that, but you kind of forego those just with wanting to tell a whole story in 15 minutes, right? Or even, <laughs> even in the Twins, where I think they were actively making fun of it, where the main characters are just standing on the bridge of the ship in space... Without like a helmet on. What are you talking about? We and, already went over this then, in Star Wars. And if then you have the force, you can breathe in space. And then at the end of the episode, a droid shows up with a helmet in space for no reason. I love that. They were yeah. like literally poking fun at the fact that they were like, "Yeah, fuck that shit." I mean, there's definitely holes in in the in it, but they forego those to explain it because they don't have time and they want to get you to the bone. The meat and bones of it, which are the fights and the character interactions, not necessarily the little details like, oh, should he be able to do that? No, who cares? Like, we're we're here to see some Star Wars action. We're here to see some, you know, some interactions between good and evil, or you know, evil close evil. people, or yeah, yeah, things like that. So yeah, there are. It's not perfect, but. I think it was well done in every single pretty much little short. Yeah. Um, well, it, it gave me, like you said, a broad like look at anime. It wasn't just like, oh, a shonen where like two guys are just fighting, or it wasn't just like, oh, this guy's evil and he's trying to beat the good guy. Like it was different stories from different perspectives, um, and but all still tied to Star Wars. Well, and I really hope we see more of this in the future. I hope it was successful enough to get more. Because frankly, like, and it doesn't have to be in anime form. I just like the idea that if you've got this universe that's built up and it's got all these cool things going on, let these pe let people go in and tell unique stories. Like, I I want to see like the breadth of the universe because it's a huge place with a lot of cool, with a large past and a large present and future. And I think there's a lot of stories to be told out there. And if anime, to be fair, is a very good medium for that um, because you can put it out quickly, because you can kind of draw it up. You don't need as many actors. You don't need as large of an investment. And I I just hope that this kind of turns Disney on to be like, hey, let's do some more of this in the future. Um, and even if they want to do it with, like, Marvel or something else, it would be pretty beneficial. But uh, I don't know. That's just my takeaway. I think it's a very good series. Um, I do agree, some are better than others. Uh, like, the singing one, I like the idea because they went in a different direction, but I don't know if the execution was eh, perfect, but it was fine. And then there was the one with the robot. 
Yeah, that one. That one just seemed rushed. I think that one did suffer from not having enough time, and I think some of them. And that one was one of the shorter ones because, I, like I said, some of them did have uh, what seemed like 15 minutes, and one even had more than that. Um, that one could have. It could have had some extra time, and it would have been fleshed out a little better. But I it kinda, was very unique in the way that drew yeah. the art style, which, oh, no, is, what, which is probably my number one thing when it comes to anime. Is visually, I have to really enjoy it. It has sometimes when the story might be, you know, middle of the road or your average stuff. If it's visually appealing to me, that elevates it because I feel like that's this is what makes anime separate itself from cartoons sometimes oh yeah obviously the japanese influence and the way that where it comes from but like i think they have more fun kind of showing the extremes in anime visually more so than you do see in like western you know cartoons like rick and morty and um things of that nature like um like what's another like well, even will, avatar things like that like and i will say that part of the benefit of it them putting it out to a bunch of studios is that you've got kind of like a a wide breadth of like topics that can appeal to different generations cuz i feel like i didn't enjoy the robot as much but i could see how a kid would really love that story i also wasn't i mean i thought it was really cool to just to see all the insanity. I was not as big a fan as the story of the twins, but I could see how a kid coming in and watching that for the first time would be like, whoa! Yeah. yeah. But I think I made this note that the twins uh, was... this. I think it was good that Studio Trigger got two because the twins was more of a... Like, the biggest homage to Star Wars that you could ever see. Like, everything was Star Wars. Like, they had, they had twins in it. And they both had the Force. Good and evil at some point. In, insane fights, lightsaber fights, uh, you know, things like Hyper that. Hyperdrive. Yeah, like like huge ship battles. And that was the only ship battle, really. Yeah. And that's the only thing we really missed in everything else. But that one was like a massive like homage to Star Wars saying, hey, we love Star Wars. This is Star Wars with anime at its max. Like, just pedal to the metal. So I appreciate it for what it's worth and what we got out of that one. So. No, I mean, it was a cool one. I definitely re recommend checking it out. Oh, we yeah. might come back to it at a different time to go more in depth, but I, I think the bottom line for me is just I really like that Disney took a chance and did this, and I really hope it gets enough views and ratings to get get another one of these set up in the future. Yeah, there's a lot of studios that are just as you know well known or un, not as well known, and they can do different things and show off their styles and. I'm I'm happy to see that every time they and Disney wants to do it. As much as I do not like Disney, like this is a, I think something cool that they've done. I will say I uh, apparently they've already gotten in the duel. They're already writing. I don't know if it's a manga or a book, but they're writing something about the main character. That's cool. Which is neat. I think yeah. that's good. That's neat. Promising sign. Anyway, all right. So spent 20 minutes on that let's get into the actual close out of the summertime yeah we get to close out um it's been a it's been quite a summer uh between i guess a different style of season of anime that we were used to from last one um and i guess just our expectations um well i think there was a lot there was a lot put out in this summer because a lot of stuff got delayed by COVID. Right. So a whole bunch of stuff got put out over the summer, and it was really hard to keep track of it all. And some of it was good. I would still posit that the spring had more top-tier stuff, yeah. but 
some of it was good, some of it was kind of like eh, but I, I think overall it was a pretty good season. Well, I think what the biggest thing with um, this season was what really carried it and what what fans were really involved with were sequels more than originals. And I think that was the opposite as of last se- the, the season before this where the biggest names and the biggest buzz were originals, not sequels or not stuff yeah. that everyone was knew about like i think what hit it out of the park last time Odd was autaxi vivi things like that which no one had heard about and now people are talking about dragon maid like it's the next best thing which yeah. you know whatever if you want to watch that and then people you know obviously keeping up with slime um yeah. and there's there's new stuff that i think went under the radar a little bit more um but in general i did feel like i wasn't i didn't have anything like blow me away this season that's fair. So getting into it, uh, we'll start with Dragon Maid. So I think part of the reason that it got so hype is because everybody, not everybody, but I think the vast majority of people liked the first season because it was a cute story, it was an easy story, and it was a story about fan, found families. So people really liked it. Then Annie, for those of you who are unfamiliar, had a person commit arson against their main studio, um, which killed a few people, injured some severely, and that put them out of uh, commission for a few years, and then COVID happened, and that dragged things out. And this is their first work that they've put out since that arson attempt, which is a kind of a big deal. And it delivers everything that the first season did. Um, I think one of the things that goes under the radar with this series is that because, as you will point out, Ozzy, because it's a story that's got cute girls doing like things, different cool things, cute things, whatever. Um, you kind of like don't really think about the action, but there was a lot of good fights this season uh, between characters and a lot of creativity with how they completed the fights and how they drew things. Um, I will say they had kind of three different plots that they tried to squeeze all into the same season. I don't know that that was the best strategy. I think it probably would have been better to just go by an episode-by-episode basis because they introduce a new character who's, like, in all the media, they're in the advertisements, and then she doesn't play as big a role after, like, the first three episodes. So there's that whole thing. I mean, overall, I think it was good. I don't think it was as good as the original season. But I do believe that a lot of the hype it's getting is because people are just happy Annie is back and people just want to have something that they can watch and feel good about um, in the middle of this kind of COVID crisis that they don't have to put a lot of thought into. Well, I can understand and that's the, what that is. The yeah. original one was very wholesome from what I understand. Um, and it is one of those kind of like you can watch and just enjoy and not have to worry about things because it is the story is not like it's, you know, it doesn't have like a crazy, like dramatic feel to it, right? Right. Um, and I think because it's drawn so, you know, it's like that wholesome style. Like, I mean, it's cute girls, yeah, yeah. It's cute dragon girls doing cute things, right? And a little bit more. And I can understand why people like that stuff. It just never appealed to me. Um, so I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't get to watch it because I don't want to. And uh, but I have heard good things about the season just because people, I think, it carries where it left off and they want to continue that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that people enjoyed it. It was one of the more favorable 
reviewed animes of the season as we watched every week. People kept holding it in high esteem. Um, so I'm glad that they did. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Again, I don't think it was the... Uh, I really don't think it was that great uh, of uh, that it was as good as people are hyping it up to be. But again, Fair I enough. think because there's so many good emotions around it, it's really hard for people to look at it and be disappointed. And I think it does... You kind of come into it with a certain expectation of like... I guess even though this is a slice of life and even though these characters are going to face difficulties, they're always going to come out of it okay. And I think people do like having that on a on a week-to-week basis where they can just sit down with a bunch of cute dragon girls Hell yeah, and, just enjoy, yeah, and just not have to worry about how bad the outside world is. So I think that's the key takeaway for me. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on, do you want to talk about the second season of... So our next sequel, yes. Uh, the Time I Got Resurrected as a Slime had the continuation of their second season, I think. Um, and yeah, people were hyped about this one too, mainly because, you know, Slime is a, is a great anime, I think. Um, I, I just finished the first season because of doing all these other things and being busy. I haven't been able to catch up as much as I wanted to, but I really enjoyed the first season. Um... And from what I hear, season two kind of ups the ante a little bit and making things a little bit more dramatic with uh, maybe with that fights or interactions between characters. I know my buddy, I told him to watch that anime from scratch. He's never seen it. And I was like, just give it a chance. It's pretty good. Yeah, he, he already finished season one and season two. So he really enjoyed it. Um, and it's another one, again, I don't know if it's because of the hype of season one and half of season two that people continued watching it. And it stays hype. Uh, so I don't know what, how this next half of the season was, but it seemed like people were really liking it um, and so, kind of kept the same feel as this first season. Yeah. Uh, so, but I guess you can fill us in on that one. Logan. So I'll go ahead and give a recap of season one just for people who are not. It's pretty fast. So basically this is just what it says on the tin. The guy dies. He's reincarnated as a slime um, through various interactions with magical creatures he basically becomes super powered and he decides to create his own civilization um all that said it's like a neat premise because i think you know people enjoy the idea of like watching you know developing like another world world building making things better helping people through what we would consider to be pretty novel technology really um so people like that idea and uh it's really easy so all that said, season one doesn't really deal with any difficulties. It's all pretty much just like yeah, they just have that one like demon pig lord that they have to deal with. But and even, even that, that, they knew yeah. that it wasn't going to be that much of an issue, um, and you know it was more just to show off fighting prowess. Now, now remind me, just because it's been a while, the season one ends with the fairy girl, correct? With it the ends, blonde hair, it ends with uh, the kids that he inherited from. The um, the fire fire like um, yeah the girl the who, girl the controller of the flames I forgot her name who controlled Ifrit the kids that she tutored in that one get city get the powers yeah get their own spirits so they cannot die because yeah. since they were summoned from the world they have like this they okay. like have a certain time in which they would just pass away okay so that's where season one and season two differ because as soon as season two starts out it kind of becomes clear that there's gonna be some difficulties that you can't that uh, the main character Remuru Remuru 
Yeah. Rimuru. Rimuru. Can, cannot deal with... I don't know why I'm having a hard time pronouncing it. I can see the statue right there. But yeah, can't just deal with by overpowering it and is actually going to have to put effort into thinking about how to handle things and is actually going to face some difficulties uh, with what he is dealing with um, down the line. And it's per, it's kind of starts off on a very dark note it does get better over time but it uh it starts really dark with uh, a couple of violent acts and war being declared and a few other kind of crazy things going on that you didn't really see in the first season yeah. um i think the the problem that i don't like is for how quick and hot it starts uh, the second season slows down and kind of turns into a political slog uh, because of the whole war thing. Once that gets resolved, then it becomes like a we got to make friends and play nice and do all this stuff. And then it kind of, I think all the things that people had problems with with the Star Wars prequel trilogy, where it's just like there's too much politics. Yeah, like, like diplomacy. Yeah. yeah, it's just not that interesting. Um, I still liked it, but honestly, I kind of got burnt out after, uh, like, a, f- a few episodes after the war conflict got resolved. I kind of just was like, oh, yeah, this is this is going to be a long haul. Um, so, well, did we get, like, any, and this is just asking from not knowing since I haven't watched, like, did we get some character development, I guess, in understanding where Rimuru stands? Like, because I think he was... He doesn't really know who summoned him at the moment. I, well, I think we did find out at the end of season one. It was some other. It was like Demon Noir. Yeah. Maybe he was who summoned him. But then, like, we don't really see him grow much in season one besides being able to understand his powers. And then it just feels like he maxes himself out. Um, I know I heard that. That's his, a, that's I know that he like summoned the demon. Not the demon. Uh, the Veldora. He summoned in like human form, right? Yeah, that does happen. And I will say the final few episodes heat back up of the season um but as far as what you're asking character development i think he develops like he levels up essentially he does develop in that sense now as far as developing you know from a mindset i mean stuff happens and it seems like his kind of mind and opinion is changing but it really doesn't, in my opinion. He kind of just stays the same, same. even though even though it's kind of like, oh, I'm going to have to approach this from a serious manner, and da-da-da-da-da. But he doesn't really change all that much, in my opinion. But yeah, I'll leave that to other watchers, because he does do some questionable things. But nothing, in my opinion, that was terribly out of character so uh yeah i i like it and i think it's got enough that's interesting there just keep in mind that the middle gets very drawn out whereas i think in the first season even though it wasn't as exciting i guess from a action standpoint for the most part it kind of kept delivering week to week on what you were expecting well, i think with the first season you have the luxury of every week you have somebody new and then you don't get that as much with the season two because now that you've introduced everybody, you've introduced the world, and now they know what they're going with, now we get into the actual problems, which 
when you're building a civilization or a small town or a small little area, you find these problems. Yeah. And I'm glad that they can touch on them, but I guess sometimes there are the less exciting parts that you have to deal with. Right. Um, yeah, so I guess that's the second season of Slime. Yeah, I'll have to catch up and definitely watch it, because I, I do like it. Characters are cool. The world-building part aspect is cool. Um, and I'm excited to see where the big bad comes into it, because that's what season one did not have a big bad, really. Yeah. They had a couple of like what seemed like, um, like foot soldiers and maybe a few like underlings. There's, a, there's some hints at yeah, it. And yeah, and there's some hints, obviously, of a bigger bad, but we have yet to see somebody who actually would put the good guys in their place every now and then. Um, so I'm hoping to see that in season two. Yeah. I guess if I had to categorize the first two that we discussed, I'm going to say watch them if you have time. I'm not going to say that they are must-watches, must but I do think that they are fun anime that you could enjoy well, if you have the two, if, if you've watched season one, you're probably going to enjoy yeah. season two, really. Right. I'm just trying to give like a general layout. That's fair. All right. Next up, Girlfriend, Girlfriend. So... Uh, Ozzy, I didn't really, I didn't really finish this one. I think we watched this earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, I kind of got the vibe uh, after watching the first four episodes, and I'm like, I don't really have a problem with it. I'm just not gonna waste Take a bunch, time. waste an extra, yeah, I mean, extra we, time we, out of my day to we watch. We barely this. had time to watch some of the Dude. things we wanted to over the season, and um, for some reason, this one stuck with me. I will say that I think based off of how I've portrayed myself and my reviews and what I like and dislike. This one, if you told me what it was, I'd probably not like it. It's uh, essentially a harem where the lead character, we talked about it before, has multiple girlfriends because, just because. Um, and it's just the daily, the daily antics that they go through yeah, yeah. that make it funny. And when I first watched it, I really enjoyed it. Every first step, every, like the first four episodes were really funny. The characters were all unique and all brought something funny and individual to the table. Uh, my least favorite character was the main character, the guy. And I will say, even after the entire series, he still is my least favorite character. Well, but even then, he's not a bad guy. He's just, I think... He's basically just a tool yeah, for the other ladies yeah, to interact with he, each other. He's what causes conflict. He's what resolves the conflict. Um, so he is a tool to... to to I guess continue yeah. the story because this I, story. I say tool, but I don't mean that in like a necessarily a derogatory term. But yeah, yeah. he's 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 a he's a story device more so than a character. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it continues on uh, through the season. Pretty much more daily antics of how to deal with you know them being together in, in a uh, dual uh, girlfriend relationship, or I guess so threesome. Uh, they add another girl who is interested but doesn't become part of the actual triangle, yeah. but it makes it into this weird square parallelogram, whatever you call it. Um, and that, that makes for a few funny episodes because she is a very uh, aggressive character, um, and it kind of plays off the other two who are kind of still trying to figure out where they fit in their relationship since yeah. they're not, you, no one is really used to being a, do, a dual girlfriend relationship. And then the other random girl who yeah, and then in the end doesn't really get acknowledged. Yeah, yeah. It and when they added that second girl, it was she was funny because she. I guess it was like the said, third girl, really. But sorry, yeah. yeah, sorry. When they added the third girl, uh, I forgot what her name was. Uh, she was like a YouTuber. Blonde, blonde. Yeah, hair she girl. had blonde hair, big tits because they had to put that in there. Um, yeah, what's up with that? Like she is mean? not old enough to have tits that size. That I is, mean, they don't care. <sighs> 
Okay, anyway. But, yeah, no, it was funny. Um, every episode still hit when it came to me laughing between, like I said, the interactions, the jokes. They started getting more sexual with their jokes, I think, because they started getting more comfortable with uh, little things, just kind of like, you know, making lewd jokes of whether someone was playing around with somebody, little things like that. Um, they were funny. They were dramatic. Um, so uh, uh, I, uh, I... What? So I will say that I'm a little disappointed to hear that. I mean, I'm you. I didn't watch it, so I can't really speak to it. But part of what I enjoyed about the part of the series that I did watch was that the conflicts they were dealing with were more realistic conflicts. I think we brought up the cell phone spying at someone's cell phone right. as a good example of that, um, and they weren't weird antics about like. Oh, were you spying on this girl in the bath? Uh, like Love Hina did, which is like a totally other thing. And I'm just like, so part of what I liked was even though it was kind of this weird harem story, it was more cutesy and it did play more to real life problems that would be caused by this incredibly unrealistic scenario. Um, well, that, it still, it still yeah. maintained it. I'm just saying it had jokes that hit every now and then. The main, like, the last. Um, what I would say arc of the series was um, what's her name I can't remember this girl's name um, the blue haired girl who is the second girlfriend um, she feels like she needs to kind of be in the background to uh, Saki who is the first girlfriend and they kind of the other two uh, the main character and Saki both kind of want her to be more confident and want her to be more in the present because this is a three-way relationship it's not a two-way with a sub or a side chick so that's the last arc so i mean i feel like those are legitimate reasons to and legitimate feelings excuse me that someone could have if you have in a three-way relationship yeah and this is why you usually don't have three-way relationships because someone would probably felt be felt yeah, left out someone would dominate the right exactly and yeah. she and she does go through these feelings where she's like hey i'm just happy to be here I don't necessarily want to take away time from you guys. I'll get my time when I need it. And they have a whole like moment um, where the main character tells her that he wants her to be more straightforward. So they still deal with real life, quote unquote, real life situations. So I did like that. Um, and I'm just saying the jokes every now and then did become a little bit more lewd. There was a few episodes yeah. where they were in a, um, what's it called, like a hot springs area. Yeah. So there was a little bit more nudity. I mean, not like you didn't yeah, actually see anything, you. but there was more nudity involved that would be seen yeah. There were more the characters. ideas of nudity because yeah, right. obviously they're not going to show that um, in a way. But obviously anime. I think that's a way yeah. to make the anime more interesting for people because I feel like people go to it because I'm sure everyone has their own waifus when it comes to these three or four girls that are involved um, but I, I didn't really I mean that's whatever for me um, just, like I said that arc was the I need to sit back and let so you know Saki and do, uh, her, thing. do yeah. her thing and that that was an actually a decent arc I liked how the main character progressed through that and spoke to him and let them know that you guys each mean something to me and as I say this I sound ridiculous because I'm like why would I tell why would I be telling two girls that each of you mean the world to me like you can't that's not how that works yeah okay. no it doesn't really but work that it, way you know it works in that world um and it was funny. I mean, I enjoyed it every time I watched it every week. It was a like nice yeah. leisure watch. Uh, the ending was just kind of – it just kind of ended. I don't think it ended good or bad for a harem. I think it ended exactly the way it should have because I don't really think there's much more to be shown 
um, because I think it can get complicated if you try to stretch it out. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the way I look at it is just like, it's a cute, funny story. Um, it's a harem story. I mean, like, it's another one of those series, and I think that's a theme for this year where it's just like, or this particular season, where it's just like, you come to it, it's funny, you don't really have to worry about what the story is, it's a good time, and then you can walk away and just be like, yep, that's something I saw that made me laugh, and to not think about it again. Honestly, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not something I would, like, highly recommend to a friend, unless they were like, hey, do you have something that's just funny and I can just watch? I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, girlfriend, girlfriend. But if they're like, hey... Let me know about this cool anime that everyone's watching and like I want to get into. I'm like, well, that's not that's not what uh, that's not what this is. Yeah, but no, good watch. Uh, surprisingly, I enjoyed it, and I, I will say like I I eat my words sometimes, and this is where I can say like, oh, harems, I'm not a huge fan of, but you know this plays on a harem. It's more comedy based, and I like that. It was good. Okay. So now we can uh, move on to another uh, another newer newcomer for this season. Um, one that I don't think we were as high on halfway through the season, uh, and that's Remake Our Life. Um, that was the one where the guy goes back in the past and gets to redo his life as in, in, in his college days as a video game slash like media developer. And uh, I think some of our gripes were really that the main character didn't get to do what he wanted to do. Um, which kind of got addressed in the ending from the yeah, sounds and, of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's one highlight I'll say about the second half is it, it it kind of addressed that because that ended up being an issue that the main character faced, that he got too involved with others when he was sent back in time for himself. To improve his life, right? yes. And yeah. that was what kind of caused quote-unquote problems for him and actually other people. Um, so I did like that that became a thing. And I think overall it did finish better i think the, the finale was a little weak because they ended it on a not a very well resolved kind of situation they essentially pressed the press the reset button a little bit yeah they essentially halfway said, reset yeah um this is it so this is a complicated series because it's really hard to talk about without spoilers because basically everything that happens is you know it's more of a character based story than it is a story like the guy's goal was originally, like you said, to go back in time and improve his life. But right. then it turns into a he's interacting with all these characters and it's more about the impact that they have on each other's lives. So it's really hard to describe it without, you know, giving away the whole plot. But yeah, essentially he realizes what we just described, that he was supposed to go back and fix his life and he kind of lost sight of that through trying to help others and it had ramifications right he, he thought like, to himself yeah. like hey i'm helping these people i'm going to get them to where they need to be like you don't need to do that they're going to get there on their own like you yeah. involving yourself they got to where they got without you and now you're there trying to make it happen like it's, it's literally that butterfly effect like one little thing could change yeah. everything down the line and it and, did and it's funny because they have an episode where he does go back in the future after he's done a couple things again we won't spoil things um but it's funny to see how things have changed and to him he sees it as such a negative thing but when i watched those episodes i was like you know i really don't think this is such a bad you know future it's different but why is that bad i mean i still think that everyone gets something that they want um well and that was kind of my problem with the ending 
I mean, this story lost me for a few different reasons. I think the key one is what you pointed out, is that, like, the main character didn't really seem to know what was driving him. Mm-hmm. And if the main character isn't driving the story, then something else has to. And it never really came to that, because I guess you could call it a slice of, slice of life with time travel, but... Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a weird. slice of life... Oh. I, yeah, it's it, a, it, it was a romance for a bit, but then that like it couldn't seem took the backseat yeah, again. It just couldn't seem to quite make up its mind. Like, what exactly am I trying to do? Here? Well, that's what's so weird. My my biggest negative with the first season is that it felt kind of like too much setup and almost filler to the point where I think season two, if they make it, which really with the ending, I don't I don't really see them making it. Um, I think season two would be a lot better fleshed out because now the main character knows what he wants to do. Knows how he needs to do it. All the all the other characters have their own road and have their own challenges that they have to overcome. So I think it'll flow better in the second season if they do it, which I hope they do because I did grow to like the characters themselves individually. Um, each one had their own unique traits. Each one interacted with you know, the main character really well. And, I mean, we got to a point where the love triangle that we were bashing on kind of faded away. And now the main character either only has one interest or maybe two at most. So Yeah, I mean, and this is just my personal take. This is the first one of the anime that we've talked about that I just cannot, straight up cannot recommend. And that's more of like, for me, what the story does is strange. It's all over the place. But obviously other people like it and it's a good, and it's a good thing to, I would say, check it out and get a feel for it yourself. But then, yeah... Going back, when we talked about the finale, it was also, you know, with all this other stuff that's kind of been mixed in, it's also a time travel story that really had no, none of the ramifications, none of the comeuppance, where it's just like, they've set themselves up for season two, because again, like you said, they basically hit the reset button at the end of season one, where it's like, okay, let's go do it again, and it's just like, okay... Then what was the point of all that? Yeah, and, I really do. Th- yeah, and I mean, obviously, there's more to it. But well, I really do think, like, like you said, they've set it up for season two. If this was how like half of the first season start started, instead of like focusing on the huge love triangle, because half th- halfway through the season, the big drama was like some of the the I guess the love conflicts that they had, um, which we weren't a fan of. If they would have gone away with that and just made him have his issues with how he tampered with people's lives trying to help and then maybe like three or four episodes were left where he like kind of turned it around i think it would have been a lot better um but we didn't get that and like i said season two could make it better but who knows if we get that that's fair enough yeah i mean we'll see um one that we do know is getting a second season talk about moonlight journey across another world so this is I this is a weird one like I can understand why it's popular but to me the easiest way to describe it is it's just the slime anime except it's with a different character I mean I've told you so so it's a um, what's it called isekai it is an isekai I think I've told you about this before you have yeah he gets isekai to another world it's the one where like the lady thinks he's too ugly the goddess who brings him is like you're too ugly (laughs) And, like, doesn't want him to be her hero, so she basically kicks him onto the demon territory or monster territory, I mm-hmm. guess. 
You know how it goes. There's differences between demons and monsters. You know how it goes. Anyway, point being, uh, he teams up with some monsters and essentially decides to create a private little business and a, uh, like, a settlement where everybody can kind of live together in peace and harmony. Does that sound oddly familiar to you? It sounds pretty much exactly like the slime anime. Um, I do say that, that it has more tropes because there's more about... There's more straight-up comedy, like, I guess, slapstick comedy, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I can see that. And from... and there's more harem girls. <laughs> so there's Sweet. that. Yeah, just what you like, Ozzy. Um, I mean, it's fun, and it's cute, and I can totally see why everybody likes it. Just don't come into it and being like... Why is everybody talking about this? Like, I mean, it was the hot isekai of the season, um, but I, I don't think, I don't think you're gonna find anything that you wouldn't find in, you know, other isekai mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. And uh, nothing super special, I guess, is what you're saying. Uh, I mean, it's uh, still good, but nothing like. I think the only like thing that I can really add in is that maybe the uh, key difference is that the characters are more i guess natural in the sense that no one in the show is like oh we shouldn't kill people like no 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 murdering people is a pretty standard kind of thing you know so that i guess is different but otherwise yeah i mean you're not really getting a whole lot that's different from any other isekai okay. so it it's kind of like you know i don't i don't want to I, it sounds like I'm bashing on it. Um, I don't mean to do that. I'm just saying that, like, uh, I don't think that it necessarily matches up to a lot of the hype that is getting online. Because it's a good story. It's just not that different from most other Well, you guys. said there's probably some good waifu potential in this. Absolutely. And I, I'm sure that's part of why it's getting so much oh, hype. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the guy's an ugly nerd who... Uh, is he really that ugly? Like, is he no, legitimately he's, ugly? He's just not... Uh, it's always funny what they consider ugly and what they consider well, just not attractive the, to their the, standards. The, 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 that's one of the things in the story is, like, he would be average in our world, but because he's in this new world and the goddess really values beauty, like, everyone in their world is, like, at least a ten in our world. Oh, he's just like a seven. Yeah, he's just, he's like, just like, that's, like a... That's too He's low. like a six, and they're like... You're a kobold. <laughs> like that's. I think somebody compares him to a dog person. So yeah, he's damn. Like, that's, that's that's it's brutal. Yeah, Sukimichi. Yeah, Sukimichi. Um, but no, it's it's a fun story. I would still check it out and see what you can get out of it. I don't necessarily think you have to watch it or even take time out of your day. But if you want to watch the first episode and be like, you know, how do I feel about this? Then yeah, give it a go. I think I think it's an interesting premise. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I've got to say about that. So, moving on, Ozzy, I was unable to finish Itaden, but you're really high on this one. So. Yeah, I think this is probably the one of the most slept-on animes of the season. Um, so the Itaden's only no peace, I think, is the full title. Um, yeah. So it was it was made by uh, it was animated by Mappa, or Mappa. Who have done plenty? I think they did. They recently did the what's it called? Um, Attack on Titan, right? They do Attack on Titan. Uh, maybe. I know they do some action ones. I don't know the exact ones they do. Well, yeah. this is a very actiony um, 
shonen-like anime. Um, I know one thing we did cover in the original... I, I, we might have covered it in our, our uh, first um, podcast, is that this one, like, straight out the gate, was like, it went hard. Um, like, they had, like, a rape scene in, like, the first or second episode. Very I don't, end I don't know. Fir- very yeah. end of the first episode. Yeah, and it was a little jarring, and I wasn't sure where they were going for it. And that was probably my fault, because I was expecting something a little bit more tame. Mappa did Jujutsu Kaisen and the final season of Attack. Yeah, they did the final season, and yes, Jujutsu Kaisen. So, the I will say that the animation is still on par with what you got with those two. The animation for this entire season was great. Um, the fighting was great. The visuals were great, which is something I'll t- touch on here in a little bit. Um, and in general, the um, the flow of the the show was great. Um, but I was saying, it's my fault for expecting something so middle of the road when it comes to content because it kept this more extreme feel in the anime throughout the entire series like that we didn't get more rape scenes but we did get a lot of sexual content we got a lot of very uncomfortable sexual content a lot of violence a lot of violence uh we got some torture scenes and i loved it because it kind of was it played in on the contrary to the visuals because the visuals were very colorful, very um, fun looking, very playful, childish, almost yeah, childish playful, to an extent. Yeah. And it, it and it's funny that you say childish because the main characters who are the Itadin, um, they're like gods essentially that don't necessarily die of old age. They just kind of fight and they grow as they fight. And every battle and every time they get hurt, they grow more and more. Um, they are literally children. I think three of them are children, um, and they don't grow. They have weird like rules on how they 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 get created, but um, they're children. So you look at them, you see them fighting, jumping around, having fun, and you don't expect all of a sudden to see rape, torture, death in the way that you saw it in this anime. But I appreciate that because at the at the root of it, the evil quote unquote evil bad forces were the demons who they fight naturally the gods fight the demons it's just naturally how that story set up Uh, but the demons were like being commanded by this person who essentially made it like a military like world Uh Um, he was a general and told them like hey go and you know take over this area you can do whatever you want village and rape pillage and rape whatever you want to do so in war you do see that you do see torture you do see death you do see rape so they didn't hold back, and I appreciate that. And it added to the story because it kind of gave it more of a suspenseful feel because it's not just, oh, you know, the gods are going to get beat up. It's just like there could be other ramifications. They could get captured and tortured. They could kill somebody. They could kill their own. Yeah. Things like that, it kind of upped the ante. And like I said, it kept that the entire series. And I did like it because I didn't want to stop watching it. every every Because I watched it so late, I like uh, binge watched it, and it was it was great all the way through. Yeah, I think that was also kind of my difficulty, though, was not necessarily that it was a bad story. It was a wild story. I don't know if it was a bad story, um, but I think part of my problem was it felt so ramped up all the time. It was kind of like hard to tell how serious I should take each moment because it's like. Obviously, things are pretty intense, but they're pretty much intense the entire way through. So I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, pretty much after the first episode, it just kind of hits a 
certain level of intensity and you're just there and it, yeah. it can be a little rough at times there are episodes where they kind of take a step back but once it gets to like all the characters are pretty much introduced it it just goes and because it was 12 episodes i want to say yeah um i still think it did it well i still think the pacing was great um like i said the battles are great all the interesting techniques and different types of styles of fighting were you were were great too because like you have these gods who you would think were, would be set up to be super op but like the, there's two different gods who aren't necessarily fighters one of them's more of an intellectual who observes and kind of you know strategize how to win a battle and he becomes a key part of the story and i've grown to like him as a character when at first he seemed kind of like he was just not important because yeah. He couldn't fight like the other main character. Um, and I don't know. I thought that even the villains were unique in their fighting style because they were different villains. Some of them were more fodder, but some of them became more kind of the, what I just described as one of the uh, gods was more like um, detail-oriented and more of a strategy. background character. So what was actually yeah. cool was on the backside, on the back half of that series, it became more of a chess match between the two, uh, the two yeah, forces. Yeah. There was less physical fighting and more mental, like where are they going? And that was cool to see because usually the big buck, what pays off in animes is the fighting, right? Yeah. And you didn't see that for really the last half of the uh, the series. It was more just like what's going to happen next. There was a little bit of a time skip. Um, and it was very, it was different, and I did like it. I will say, I think that it's obviously it's a good premise, and I think it's worth checking out. It didn't help that this one got introduced like three weeks after the season started, and it's got a very, I'm not gonna say it's a bad art style, because like you said, it's really crazy, and I think it's very impressive, but. It is a different art style than the generic anime, and that can be tough for some viewers. Well, I think that's that's what, and that, yeah. that's a big point, and that's probably one of my favorite things that made this one of my favorite animes of the season was because it was so different visually. And this is what I want from animes. I want, and I know that not all animes are like this, and that's fine. You don't have to do that, but I want something that sets itself apart, and this did every episode. Every episode there was massive color changes of palettes like all of a sudden the characters were dull because of some situation or they had like the the settings were changed in color drastically or little things like that and it really made to grab my attention every episode and i want that i, I want you to kind of flex on me with all your colors and all your animation styles and um it did it well i think I, i'm i'm unique i guess in that idea that i want to see something different than just your general like oh yeah they're in the woods and they're fighting and they have some swords and you know they have power beam struggles like that's being super generic that's not that's not what it's like anymore but it's just it's different and i liked it for that um, no i think it was I but you're was... right it is hard for people to look at that and be like yeah that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna blow up because yeah. Most people will be like, that looks crazy, whatever. I'm going to watch, you know, Boruto. Yeah. Well, and it can also be tough. I mean, not everybody's a sicko, so I do feel like... <laughs> it is a little uncomfortable. I do feel like the rape scene turned a lot of people off after the first I will. Episode. I remember the comments on that. People were like, this is fucked. I'm like, really? Yeah. You guys watch a bunch of different things, and this is, like, too much? They didn't yeah. show anything. They were just weird about their art style, too. And, I mean, there were more sexual things that came up. that, were, And I will appreciate that the sexual things weren't part of the story, per se. I mean, at one point, the demons have to um, 
breed to not die out. Yeah. So that does become part of the story, but it's not like, oh, the actual sexual act is a big deal. Like, no, it's just like it happens. It's, this is it. You're not seeing stuff, but it's happening while you're watching something else. Yeah. And it's fine. I mean, as, if you're adults, it is a TVMA rated, so yeah, adults should be watching this. And if you're an adult, you should be fine. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's all right. I think definitely check it out. Um, I, w- I would definitely – I highly recommend it. I For anyone who, you know, is into action, shonen – um, you know, kind of cool art styles. It's definitely one to check out. Um, I'll recommend it to my buddies because I haven't been able to finish it until recently and I wasn't sure on where it would land, but it, it landed pretty high in my season this this this, uh, this go-round. All right. Next up on the list, let's talk about Iruma. Iruma-kun. So, so yeah, that was a word from our sponsor, Toilets. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> so Arumakun, that's what we left off on. Uh, that's our next uh, one that you covered. I, I did not. I have not kept up with that. I have not watched it. It's, it's honestly one that I visually does not appeal to me, so I don't pick up. But please enlighten us with uh, Aruma, Aruma. What's it called? Something Academy. Uh, yeah, Aruma Demon Academy. Yeah, something along those lines. Uh, I don't know the full English translation, but yeah. Before we go, I do want to say, you know. Toilets, highly essential, you know. Oh, be yes, sure. yes. Be, yeah, be sure to get you one today. Uh, anyway, uh, so Arumakun. This has been going on for like three seasons now, and it's a pretty good show. I will say it's a very childish show. It's a shonen, right? Um, it it's is technically shonen. a shonen. Technically, uh, what makes it not technically? Well, I think it's more of a comedy, um, but it is in the shonen genre. And it is a little sure. more it is a little more childish, I think, than most shonen, which are targeted at teenagers. This one's definitely got more uh, kiddie aspects to it. And when I got into it, it the story had already progressed a fair bit. Um, this season, things are starting to get better. I will say the first season and the second season can be hard to get into because it is very goofy and very childish and the characters are kind of ridiculous but <laughs> this season is where you're starting to get more into the like naruto vibes where it's like okay this is a main character and a cast of characters that can get around this guy and support him and kind of make crazy things happen in this world and it's building up to season four which i assume is already in production I know the uh, trailer for it already came out where the Harvest Festival arc and the uh, Music Festival arc are going to take place. Festival. Is there a tournament in either one of those? It's Technically, I think the Harvest Festival is a tournament. Hell, there's always got to be a tournament. And then arc. I think the Music Festival is also technically a tournament. Damn. So, yeah, I guess they're both tournaments. <laughs> they're uh, but, no, I think... Um, I, I, I have a hard time telling people to watch this show because it is one of those shows where if you start from the beginning, it, it's, it can be difficult to get into because this is one of those where I think people expect a little bit of maturity from their anime if you're an older person, you know, like myself, not necessarily Ozzy. Well, I mean, you're getting up there now. Um, so Younger than you are. Yeah, I know, but you're over 30 now, so deal with it. Um, but what, 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 was your, what was your take on season two? Or, uh, excuse me, this latest season. It might be season three. I liked what I saw. I think they have kind of gotten a better idea of what to do 
with timing on the series in particular. And I think they have started highlighting different characters. Now, a lot of this is kind of straight from the manga, so keep that in mind. But I think they've done a good job of introducing new fun characters and giving them their proper time in the spotlight while also highlighting their quirks and their funny activities. Well, see, that's what I like about Shonen yeah. sometimes is when they take time to really show off the side characters because we all know Aruma is going to be the main character. He's going to win at all costs. Yeah. But like, and this is just a general uh, review of most shonens. It's like the side characters add to it and they're, they're valuable even if they don't win the big bad fight. They still add to it by having their own quirks, by having their own maybe fighting styles, by having their own goals that they want to reach. So I do like when you take time and you can appreciate those. Yeah. I would say if you're being... Like, to that point, I think there was maybe one arc that directly involved Iruma all the way through. Otherwise, I would say most of the other arcs are kind of more about the side characters and just kind of have Aruma there because, he, again, he is the main character. Well, maybe so, he's learning about those characters. Yeah, right? because we're learning more about them yeah, or because there's something happening to them and Aruma's involved or because they want to be involved with Aruma in a certain way, you know, stuff like that. That's cool. Romance, drama, all the fun stuff. Ah, so you already, you already have romance involved. Nice. Yeah. Is he like a 10-year-old? Uh, high schooler. I don't know what that is. Really? He looks like a 12-year-old. I know, he's like, he looks really young. He's got to be 14 at most. I do like that they pair him up with, like, this super tall, like, actually, I would say masculine-like female character. Does and she have big tits, though? Yeah, she does. Of course! Because it's an anime. Well, yeah. But no, uh, yeah, that actually becomes, like, a topic, uh, I guess, minor spoilers. They have, like, a date episode where they go on, like, you know, a date, and she's trying to do all these girly things, and she's like, Aruma's too small and too cute to do any of this with me. Yeah, so, like, it's it's kind of hilarious. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I do like... I, I, I've got a sweet spot for this series. I don't think it's for everybody. I think that if you... Maybe necessarily if you're single, but if you have a family and, like, say, you've got a kid who's like, I would be interested in checking out anime. This would be the perfect one because mm. it's got... Stuff for adults, but it is obviously targeted at children. Well, does it give you that nostalgia feel, I guess, maybe, of what you watched when you watched, like, certain shonens as a kid? I think, I think of the shonens I watched, like, Naruto. I mean, I wasn't a kid kid, but, like, I was a teenager, and those were the first ones I watched. I feel like, based off of what you're saying, maybe Naruto was a little bit more, quote-unquote, darker slash grown-up, even, even though it's not grown-up. Let's get it straight, but... I think it, for me, it's like this is one of those where there's enough curveballs that you can kind of recognize that, like, they're giving you nods to you as an adult. But at the same time, it's clearly marketed to children. So maybe, like, Rugrats would be a better comparison, where it's like, could an adult watch this and get some fun things out of it? Absolutely. But clearly, at the end of the day, this is a children's show. So yeah. that's that's what you're getting into. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I, I am interested in it based off of what you're saying. Maybe it's something I'll pick up just because I, I, I do like your generic shonens. And not that generic is bad. It's just that it's nothing out of the box. Um, sometimes it's nice. It's, it's relaxing. It gives you that original shonen feel where you know the main character is not going to go through, like, crazy struggles. He's yeah. just, you know, 
he's going to grow as a character, going to meet new people and grow stronger. And you get to see new abilities. You get to see uh, cool fights and uh, might be something I might look into. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, it's all, it's all do what you got to do, man. Do next, what you got to do. Next up, speaking of, you know, the opposite of everything you just said, we've got Aquatope. Yeah. If you don't want to feel things, you should, you should avoid this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to feel things and uh, have a good trip. This is, this is what you want to watch. The Aquatope on White Sand is the name of this. This is actually an original. Uh, so one original that I did want to highlight because I think last season we got to see some originals and those were highlights of the season. And uh, I, I since then, I want to be able to look at originals and show off these to friends. Be like, hey, stop looking at the stuff that everyone's looking at. Sometimes these like little hidden gems are great. And this one I think also is great. Um, this one is a drama, I would say. This is very much just, um, and I think we did cover this one in our midway review as well. Yeah, we discussed it. Okay. I think yeah. So to get into this is another one that I haven't necessarily finished, or I kind of fell in and out of love with. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a more of a story about, uh, even though it's a story about an aquarium, it's really a story about dreams and how you deal with the fact that you don't always achieve your dreams or goals or that your dreams and goals may not necessarily be what you think they are or not might not be ideal dreams yeah Yeah. you know so i think that's what fascinated me about this story but anyway i'm sorry i cut you off rosie what you got no you're you're right um you were giving a synopsis of it and that's what it is it is about these two characters who meet and they each have their own dreams which they meet at an intersection of life where one is maybe losing her dream or finishing her dream and the other is trying to maintain her dream and really how they interact with each other, how they help each other, how they grow together. And uh, it is very much slice of life drama um, and slice of life like real life because that's an, that's one highlight of this anime is that I think they did a lot of the interactions and a lot of the conflicts that each character um, encounters they did a more realistic uh, portrayal of it like so part of this like goes over how people deal with grief and I think that one of the main characters did a good job of you know dealing with her grief because it's not easy to deal with grief and half of the season she's trying to deal with losing her dream and sometimes when you lose something it's not failure sometimes it's just a closure that you have to accept and she she's too young to see that because I think as life goes on, you realize that th- things end, and that's okay. Um, and she hasn't, and that's her realizing it through this anime. And I, I enjoyed that. It was very heartfelt. I emotionally attached to the anime and to the setting because they they did a good job of making the aquarium feel like an actual place to me. Um, because of how the how each character had their own connection to the aquarium how even side characters had their own connection to the aquarium and then how much it meant to each person. Uh, they really portray that every other episode and it helped me connect to it. And I will say the art is absolutely amazing. Oh yes, absolutely wonderful. It really and, is um, visually uh, visually pleasing. Yeah. And I think the only reason I don't think this wasn't one of the more popular series is because it can be a hard pill to swallow and it can also kind of have its slow moments yes. too. That's fair. Where it's just like, I mean, they had to fill out this time and they had to get their point across. But so there's some episodes where, you know, there's a lot of 
planning and stuff going like slowly kind of seeing how characters are are acting or why they act the way they do and that might not be the most fun thing for people especially when it's a show about kind of dealing with loss essentially yeah yeah and i think that's what i appreciate out of it because that's more realistic to me that's that's real life like life is slow sometimes life is not really fun sometimes but in general like and even more so like the la- latest episode or the second to latest episode which is a halfway point because this sees the series is 24 episodes episode 13 just came out this week but the latest one i watched was 12 they had a it was the ending they had pretty much half of the series wrap up and it felt like summer camp was ending if you've ever been to summer camp you have a bunch of fun time there's ups and downs because you know i'm sure you have moments with people you have good times but at the end of it you know it has to end you have to say goodbye to people you have to say goodbye to a place that was near and dear to you and it's a bittersweet moment and they did a good job of capturing that in the latest episode and they had a poem in there that kind of encapsulates the way that i think you should feel about the series because there's a lot of good moments there's a lot of bad moments there's a lot of scary and nervous moments, but that's all just part of life, and that's kind of what they get at. Um, so I I really enjoyed it. It's still going, so I'm excited to see where they go because this next episode and next arc completely changes what we where we where we're going. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like that. That's like a new chapter in life, and those are always exciting in my eyes. I, I like finding a new job or getting a new moving to a new place. Like those are all exciting to me. I like changes and. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in for the ride on this one. Definitely a high recommendation on my list and one of my favorites to watch. Yes, it is slow at times because that's how life is. Yes, it, does, it doesn't It does drag though, I think. That's the thing. Like, I think I get invested to the characters enough to where I was curious in how they have these slow moments in life. Well, and there is a point to each episode and there is like some definitely some good moments in each episode and i think yeah like you said that's a lot like life um yeah i mean for all the other ones that i've highlighted i mean the tough one for me is Eden because i can't really speak to it because i didn't watch the entire way aquatope though that's probably my must see on the season really like the rest of them they're either sequels that you would probably watch if you had watched the rest of them or they're funny but they're kind of like just doing their own thing. Aquatope actually has something to say. It does a good job of communicating it. And it's a pretty good show overall. I mean, when we talked about, you know, this season doesn't have anything mind-blowing. I mean, Aquatope isn't going to yeah, it doesn't teach it you something. Mind, yeah, right? yeah, but it, it is a really good story. So Yeah, yeah. It, it was fun along the way. It wasn't something that was like, wow, this is something I haven't seen in a while or ever. Um, you know, it is your normal kind of story between... I think what would be two women that are growing together, but it's just it's just done well. It's done well with like the setting, the soundtrack, the characters, the animations. So overall, you know, I give it an eight out of ten, nine out of ten at moments. And if it if the quality was that way the entire time, so I, it's great in my eyes. Yeah. Um, so really quick, we're just gonna burn through a couple of silly ones that. Uh extra ones that we didn't necessarily focus on that doesn't mean you shouldn't check them out but some ones that were popular but we haven't had a chance to watch so here we go with those starting off 
we had Sunny Boy, um, which was, I think, the <clears throat> Lord of the Flies superpower. Yeah, Lord show. of the Flies lost combination. Um, this, I'll, I'll just be straight. This one got too weird for me, even right. for me. It was just like, this is a really cool idea. It's really great art. It's too out there, man. I can't, I can't deal. This was one of those where, for all the other themes of like, this is just a fun show to sit down and watch. I was like, this sh- I can't deal with this. I can't sit down on like a Thursday night and watch this and have like a thought about the existential like state that the world is in. I, I got I just wanna sit down and have No, that's fair. Fun. It's not it's not your your uh, cup of tea. And I mean when I watched it, there were episodes where I didn't finish it, but so I'm not gonna give it a whole you know, review, but I remember there were episodes where I felt like I was lost when it started. It felt like every episode didn't almost connect to each other. Sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. So it was very hard for me to continue. But I, I do like the art style, I do like the setting. I did like the characters and the weird powers that were incorporated. So it's one that it's on my list to finish this season. I don't know how I'm going to do it with this next season of stuff being absolutely hot. Um, but it is one that I would recommend because it is an original story, A. And B, I think it was – it started off good. And from what I understand, people did enjoy it. And it was a unique um, – something unique on the year. Uh, next up, Vanitas. Vanitas, like yeah. What, what did so, you? What was your take on that? Because you you got watching it. It kind of got gay. It kind of didn't. It kind of got a little vampireish. It kind of didn't. Yeah, I mean, this was another one of those where I kind of look at it, kind of like No Game No Life, where it's like, okay, this is a cute, interesting premise, and then it goes nowhere. Like they they have an interesting idea where it's basically like, what well, did you finish it? No, I made it through about halfway through the series, and I just got bored. I was like, there's no point in keeping this up. I really wanted to keep it up just to kind of, like, see where it went. Mm -hmm. But the more it went on, the more I was like, this is really dumb. I think what this is is it feels like the setup for a game because a lot of these characters have, like, special powers and stuff, and it feels like uh, kind of like a turn-based kind of video game in some ways. But... The, the story is basically there's a curse that causes vampires to go, like, you know, renegade. Not renegade, but, like, they lose their minds and start murdering people. And this one guy has the ability to fix that. But it's kind of a taboo because he's also trained by the guy who caused this whole curse to get out of hand in the first place. So there's a lot to like there. And there's some interesting stuff about each vampire having superpowers. But, yeah... At the end of the day, it just kind of they they don't really do anything with it, and it's disappointing. Uh, I guess that's my view on it. Is they decide to lean into the stuff like just the main characters having weird personalities more so than you know all the interesting things about the world, and that's 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 frustrating. Um, next up on the list, Realist, Realist Hero. Hero. I read the manga. I'm not blown away. I don't know if you even watched it. No, I didn't watch it. It's not one that I was super interested in. Um, So, I mean, I'm not going to try to say anything about something I don't know about. Yeah, it's basically... Guy gets brought into a world to be a hero, like a fighting hero. And then he's like, no, 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 your economy's broken. We don't have any resources for any of this stuff. Why are y'all going to war right now? And he kind of takes it over and kind of revamps the kingdom from that standpoint. Instead of doing the standard, like... 
I'm a hero, I'm going to level up, and I'm going to beat the whatever, whatevers. So I understand why people like it, and I'm not saying it's a bad story. It actually is a good story. I just read the manga, and I didn't immediately didn't want to watch the same thing I already knew that was going to happen. So it's like, Damn. that's kind of where I sat on this one. Um, and that's it. Can you think of any other ones you want to highlight, really? I mean, no, I, I really just want to focus on the ones I think we gave our time to because there was a lot, and we didn't get to everything that we wanted to. Um, I think if I finish some stuff and I find that it was really awesome, I will come back and make a recommendation. But really, on the whole... There's only two things that I would recommend myself, and that was just Itadin and Aquatope. Um, but overall, you know, it wasn't a bad season. I just think that last season was a little higher quality when it came content-wise. Not necessarily that this season was bad. It was just like I was so much more hype with last season. Um, and I guess I think I'm also more hyped for next season, too. Well, it was just better originals. But, yeah, next season's yeah. going to have a lot of good ones, a lot of stuff that's first season or totally original. So I'm looking forward to that. All right, manga recommendation for this week. Uchi no Mao Kamimasen Yo. Um, what is the name of that in English? Does it, does it I, don't, I don't know, man. Fair enough. So it's pets. It's pets, but they're not pets. So yeah. that's where I – it was a curveball for me because as soon as I uploaded loaded the, the first chapter, it's like, that's Satan on a leash. What the hell's going on? <laughs> and I, I was waiting for the manga to – I thought that was just the viewer's look – I was waiting for the like actual cute. human's look, and he's looking like at his... It's puppy. like a dog. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see. And I, I, I just set myself up for failure, because as soon as it was like, yeah, it's just Satan. He's got Satan on a leash. I'm like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> it's so it, weird. it fell flat on me. Um, I think that's the point of the comedy, though, is that it's like Satan on a leash. That's fine. It just doesn't hit me. It doesn't yeah. hit with me at all. Um, I will say it was funnier. It was funny whenever they had... One lady had like a... One guy had a pet zombie. He called her a dead girl. Rotten dead girl. Yeah. But yeah, the pet zombie, for some reason, that made me chuckle a little bit to myself. But the Satan one just, I don't know. I think what there it was, was also about. like, they would, people would challenge the Satan. Yeah, so they had like, the and Satan was like the head guy. He had four, what, I guess divas. like four divas, devas. Yeah. And yeah, it was kind of like a Pokemon feel where like they each had their own pets that were all like demons slash monsters. One guy had a dragon. And. Um. Yeah, I mean, some some of them were like, "Hey, guy. we're challenging you," and he's like, "Okay, cool." And then D, and then Satan would win. But yeah, um, I love they got challenged by the guy with like a rubber duck or something. I was oh like, yeah, what the fuck. He just threw the rubber duck and he lost. I don't know. That was a weird um, chapter. I don't know. It was um, the art style wasn't that in up my alley either. It was just kind of yeah, bland, pretty generic. It seemed just more like a joke to me, like a something like. What is it? Something that's like weekly updated, like joke. Like here's five pages of a funny gag. Yeah, yeah like a gag. Like, and I, I could appreciate it for that. Like if it's an actual manga where someone's like taking it seriously and trying to make a story out of it, I don't know where that's no, going. No, 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 no. There's so no, as a, there's as no a gag manga. Like it's it's funny. Like it's like the encounters between two different pets is funny. How the owners like like they talk to them says like, hey, could you please go walk Satan? Like off cuff. Like that's kind of funny, but. When I see it, it's actually Satan. It just is. It wasn't as funny to me. Like, I really wanted it to be, like, oh yeah, they're in pet form, but we know it's Satan, yeah. and they can only oh, stay and, in pet pet form. And just to be clear, yeah, because I guess it's hard to imagine like what exactly he's talking about when you just say Satan. But like, 
What I was just talking about is like it's literally a dude with like horns. with horns, like and a cape, a taller thing. than like the, his owner, and yeah, he's, he's got, got a, a cape and a crown and skulls, and it's just like, yep, that's Satan. Yeah, he's just pulling around Satan, and, and it's like, for some reason that did not make me chuckle. The zombie one did, and all the other like crazy interactions were a little funny, but. It just did not hit me at all. Um, and I was expect, like I said, I just expected something different. And when I saw what it was, I, I guess I just did not hey enjoy man. it. Look, man, it's fine. Everybody's got their own taste. Yeah. I picked a random one just because I That's was like. That's fine. And th- th- yeah. that goes to show the, di- the the vast world of manga and anime. Like, this is something that obviously someone enjoys. and Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying it's a bad premise. It's just not for me. We're about to hit another one that someone enjoys. So... Next up on our list for this week, we're taking, get ready for this title, a story about treating a female knight who has never been treated as a woman as a woman. Wow. What a title. Is this an Isekai? <laughs> no. It's a, Tell me this long ass title. Is this a Fallout Boy song <laughs> title? <laughs> no. It's a gag romance uh, that basically is what it says on the tin. So like this Fair enough. cleric guy uh, is in love with this like super strong female knight and she's and she's like uh, that's weird because i i'm like a fighter and i've never been treated that way before and then you know romance blossoms it's about kindness hope and six-pack abs because hell yeah baby <laughs> what a what a not duo a trio i love that's i don't want to spoil too much but that's like no, no, that's like both. in the first chapter that's like yeah she's like like, look at my abs. I'm just like, I'm not that girly girl. And he's like, that's the hottest part about you. It's <laughs> like, damn. I like that appreciation. So yeah, anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll see what it picks up with uh, and how, how that goes. Because uh, I already know how this last gag manga went. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let's throw another gag manga out here. Honestly, I think the past few, it's like I've just run out of time. And I've been like, oh, God, what's one that I can just throw yeah, out that's there? Fine. Yeah, this one. Damn. But anyway, so... Thankfully, the chapters are pretty short because it's like I think they're like six pages long each. Oh wow, that sounds yeah okay fair enough. So anyway, that's uh, pretty much it. All right, Ozzy, you got anything to wrap up on? No, no. Uh, we are we'll be back with something new, and uh, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll have our thoughts on this uh, a story about being treated like a female knight who has never been treated as a knight, as a woman, but is a woman. Uh, We'll have those thoughts and you know a new topic and uh, check out the new season. I think the new season of, of anime starts this week. It had so actually October, just beginning of started. October. Yes. No, it actually just came out. Yeah, yeah I think eighty six started today. Yeah, second season of eighty six yes. came out. So look out for what's coming up. We'll definitely review some new stuff from that, um, and we'll uh, like I said talk about other things. So. Yep. All right, guys. You have a good rest of your week and stay safe out there. What with all the COVID and stuff. Reach out to us if you have any cool recommendations or any uh, critic critiques on us, which we'll probably ignore anyways. Yeah, shoot us an email at raleighanime at gmail.com. Until next time, everybody. Have Have a good week. Adios.